thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favorite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw, and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi, everyone. It's Michelle Lightworker here, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations, where my special guest, Anne Alexson, is joining me today. Welcome, Anne. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. It's always so wonderful to have Anne on the program and any interactions with Anne, to be honest, um, because we we have a very symbiotic resonance and frequency with regards to what we feel is happening in the greater spectrum of consciousness and the planet and individually as people. And that's uh, even having a dialogue before we press the record button today has been fabulous. So welcome, Anne. Thank you. As I said, I'm so always so grateful. I've been on your show a few times. Yes. And uh, it's always a great experience. I love our conversations. And yes, we are so in tune with the things that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I'm also excited because the last time I spoke to um, Anne, we had, um, we had a dialogue about... Um, things that I feel have come like it's almost like they've come into being and been earthed more through a book that Anne has been uh penning so um I'm, I'm excited to be speaking about that today with Anne and um I'm going to formally introduce Anne as well just so that for those of you don't who don't know her this wonderful being um I'm just gonna grab your bio which I had right in front of me but then I was like oh, I'm just trying to work things out (laughs) and by the way just for those who don't know um Anne's uh new book that's being that's coming out very shortly on the 21st September 2023 it will be it is called mind your own vibration be unfuckwithable so for those of you don't know Anne Anne Alexon is a mystic humanist futurist and minimalist as the elite channel of all that is she she gives a voice to the power within creating personal transformation at the physical mental emotional and spiritual levels through the vibrational frequency of the spoken and written word guiding enlightened change makers to be and lead the change they want to see in the world such a beautiful way to introduce you (laughs) of that Thank you so much. And you know what's interesting about it is that these words, giving a voice to the power within and creating transformational, uh, um, creating transformation through the blah, blah, blah. Yep. Just like the book, these are words that came through me many, many years ago. And every single business coach I've had since told me that they weren't what I should be using. And it's come full circle and now I'm like, you know what, Mm. enough. You've Mm. got to trust yourself at some point, Anne. Yeah. (laughs) So the last couple of years I started, uh, I mean, I've always kind of used a variation of it, but I've always tried Mm. to fit into that, you know, um, this is your elevator pitch type thing. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't work. And, you know, Mm. again, it was a lesson for me and as much of my life has been in trusting myself. 
It's wonderful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because um, we we are each part of everything and everyone and and we do believe in unity consciousness and we are we do believe in aspects of ourselves we are all of everything and I think um, we're all on a journey to integrate and just rediscover and untraumatize all that Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to put all that in an elevator pitch to people um, to explain um, what you so beautifully explained in your book uh, mind your own vibration and and what I loved and loved and loved about your book was it was so well written in so far as, because I know you well, um, we've worked together from way back in 2015 on Soul TV. We've done so much together with Enlightened Conversations and, and producing for 5D TV shows and things like that. So we've had interactions across absolute years. What I absolutely loved is how well you the book sounded so authentically you and and as that channel, as that all the messages that you are consistently uh, providing. And the thing I loved was knowing you was that this was all the gems and they were all put in all the, all the absolute gems that people can unlock and understand, integrate and resonate with and really gain a deeper connection with that that's what I loved I had seriously when you sent me the book so so honored to receive it I just jumped right in and within a couple of hours I had demolished it I had absolutely demolished it because I was so ready and hungry to hear it all like from start to finish I didn't really didn't want to put it down thank you so much I've got goosebumps and (laughs) that's because when I was writing the book even when I was almost to the end of it I set an intention that it was going to be a quick read but it was going to be impactful oh damn yeah even now right I look at it and I read I'm reading I read it myself because I've had to read it a number Mm. of times through the process um and I think oh gosh maybe it should be bigger maybe I and then I'm like no I pride myself on being a woman of few few words, even though keep it simple, you know, spiritual, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, um, you know, Michelle, what's really hitting me about this book is that all the information came through that many years ago when I first had my spiritual awakening, and I've been working with it and dreaming from day one of this book that I was going to write. I've taken many journeys. I wrote a children's book about the inner being, so essentially the same message, right? Yep. Um, and then it's been there and, it's, uh, and I've tried to get it out and I've tried to write it and I've put the hours in and I've hired people and I've spent a lot of money trying to make myself write this book. But it wrote itself through me. I had to get to a place where I was willing to let that happen. Yeah. And that happened at the most inopportune time for me. Um, (laughs) But it truly, it wrote itself through me. So while it it absolutely sounds exactly like, how could it not? Mm. It just poured out. It literally poured out in a week. Yeah, I love that. I wrote the book in a week. Now, that yeah. I was in a container that that 
held space for that. Mm. Um, and thank you to the publishers. I'm just going to be forever a fan. And every book I write from now on, now that I've started, I want to keep going, will yeah. be with them um, because it's just such a beautiful space. But what I, you know, what I'm really feeling and acknowledging and wanting to say here is it wrote itself through me because I became the embodiment of it first. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I honestly, I'm going to say it because I'm, I just feel like um, everything's in divine timing that our last episode together, just for those of you who don't know, we spoke about being unfuckwithable. We spoke about a lot of what is in the book. And at that time, it was just before your mum passed and she had a fall at the end of us recording. And that was in itself That's interesting. Right. That was in itself interesting. You had to go quickly. And I, I said, yeah, go, go, go. I didn't know what had happened, but I just knew you had to go. And then your son passed away soon after that. And then we were going to exactly have an episode. Exactly a month after. Exactly. Exactly. And then we were going to have another episode just before that happened. And then we decided no. And it just feels like the right time. This is going back 10 months probably now. I'm not 100% sure on dates, but I'm thinking, gosh, it hasn't been, it's been a long time, but it hasn't felt a long time. But what has happened in that time is so much earthing of previous things you knew that we talked about. And also just what was, I think, burning. Like it was, it was like a burn. It just felt like a burning passion to, to, to talk about it. Like that's why we yeah. called the episode, you know, Becoming Unfuck with a Ball because yeah. of that, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I was in a, uh, I was in that space where I was embodying the, my message more and more and starting to really own it. And then I had to live through what I lived through in order to prove to myself that what I talk about is actually the truth. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was probably August last year. I'm, I'm thinking it might be about sort of like at least at least um, so I was 10 months, maybe even more. Yeah. I was caring so, for mum at the time. And, yes, wow. she had that fall. That's right. Mm. She passed in the uh, first week of December and then Aaron passed exactly, exactly one month later on the 5th of January. So, yeah. And I think that... Um, like in the book, there are some gems in there around how it's really affirming, like their energy and presence is swinging back around and affirming what, you, what you're saying, which is absolutely beautiful. And I'm glad um, I, I really, I found that very special about the book as well, that, that that was part of the book and that this whole process that you've gone through digesting all the grief and um, realising um, from that vantage point how, how it has spurred you on to make, to write the book. I feel like that that's been a, a really um, a beautiful validation of your work um, and also a validation of your work. So, yes. you know, your work and then I your do. work. And we do. <laughs> I appreciate that, yes. Yeah. And, and I especially, um, one of the things that's really fascinated me recently, I love that you 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 talk on quantum entanglement in, in the book um, and how, you know, that's, very much validating on a scientific level the concept of unity and how everything is joined together and how we have this butterfly effect where the butterflies you know where their wings are beating over there affect the tsunami over in the other side of the world and things like that but but also the other thing that I have really um, found 
to be quite validating for our for our work and, and our messages and things like that that we talk about is um, the idea of um, ancestral uh, genealogy and um, how when people they've actually been able to scientifically prove that trauma is intergenerational now and they've actually been able to go in and see that that when a parent hasn't resolved something it then passes on to their children and I'd love to talk to you more about that actually because you did touch on that in your book in your own way too yes yes I did that's right and that was a realization that happened for me after the passing of my son and uh and some healing some huge healing that that I received around that so let's go there I might get a little emotional (laughs) I appreciate that and I know for me like I got I got a bit you know before I had my children um I'd done a lot of recovery work but I'd finished having my kids in 2000 and I only started healing like technically like healing consciously and chasing after trauma imprints um, 2003 to 2004 yeah. so like you know I, I I would love to talk about this because since then I, I I wonder how much of my own healing even post them being born has also reclaimed part of that back or how much is you know yeah I just wonder yeah, about I, those I, things I, I know exactly yes absolutely and you know I don't know the answers to any of that all I know mm. is what I experienced in my in my in my um you know what I was learning from source about my own situation and uh you know my son was uh, 35 so he had lived for most of his life before he was a grown man before I started doing my work which was around the same time as you yes so yes I mean that it was well and truly imprinted in him um and yeah (laughs) I don't ask me a question because I don't know where Mm. to go with that (laughs) yeah so well yeah I mean um you you you've you've you know been a really um I'm gonna say let's let's call it let's say Anne has been completely transparent about her journey around you know um owning and taking responsibility for her own choices and a lot of us as parents we you know go along in life and we we do the best we can but there's always things that we wish we hadn't done and things like that and I I love that part of the message of the book is definitely like we gotta you know forgive ourselves and let go of the shame around those things and just just deal with um the belief system that we were holding at the time that that was trying to be protective of ourselves um of of our children and things like that but it 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 was one of those things that you'd had an experience when you were younger and then you'd set up some fear-based beliefs around yourself to 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 protect you yes from from you know relationships and things like that and then that then trickled down to protecting your son in, in a way that was quite fierce, would you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fierce and, and from where I stand now, I would have done it completely differently and that would have changed the trajectory of so many lives, right? But I did what I did 
uh, as you do, because you don't know any better and because I was protecting myself. Absolutely. And, um, and so that's been a big part of the last few months is cleaning that up. Once I saw that after he passed, I had an experience with him uh, and, and we cleaned that up between us and I got a new understanding about it and it cleaned up within me. Uh, and so it's hard to talk about it without actually talking about it, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I don't want to give the, the, the whole thing away. But, but suffice to say that an experience that I had as an eight-year-old created within me trauma and beliefs and about myself and about others and about everything else in the world that had me build a protection around myself that stopped me from living life really yeah it it truly did and I look back at my life and I think wow I have not lived I have not lived mm. and so this book has really been a well, it's been a horrible journey and I wouldn't wish it on anyone and I wouldn't even wish that it had happened to me, even though it's brought me to this. I still wouldn't wouldn't choose it. Yeah. But having said that, it brought me to this and I feel like I'm coming alive again. Absolutely. And you know what I love about your sharing is that, you know, and for, is that we we need to bring that breath, we need to bring that light into the parts of ourselves that we would deem to be a shut down shadow part of ourselves that we've locked down in order for us to truly live to really feel our joy to really step into that really and, suck yeah. the marrow of life yes never yeah. really done and I've always known mm. that I've never done that mm. <clears throat> but you know you do what you do uh, until you know better absolutely and until it, and you, it only and it gets easier and it gets easier. And, you know, and um, and for those of you, it is a personal story. It's it's one of those ones where, you know, if you're interested in hearing it and, and the depths of that, then that's that's a good reason to pick up the book and to read it because it, it is well worth it. And I'm sure that many of us can relate to what you've shared, Anne, um, in, on so many levels and um, that we too have set up, you know, uh, barriers around our own relationships and our you know, how we relate sexually, how we um, manifest, um, you know, joy and other experiences or become quite enclosed and protective because we're projecting that like onto our children. I certainly have as well. So mm -hmm. I can I can definitely relate to that. Um, and I just I just want to take a moment to say that my one of my all time favorite things that you were talking about in the book was um you know, we, we all need to own like our, our, our traumas and our imprints from those traumas and things like that. Sure. As a, as a first point, a port of call, but then the next port of call, when we're aware of bringing in that light of bringing in um, that, 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 um, you know, uh, integration of who, who we are more really um, is, is to chase those, those, traumas and imprints down and and to be ahead of the game so that that then lends itself to um not being triggered as easily and things like that becoming unfuckwithable well and really becoming your true authentic self so mm. many people talk about authenticity but guess what they're not even touching the bottom of authenticity 
authenticity truly is being able to share the sorts of stories that I've shared there that there's a part of my brain that keeps saying someone's going to judge you and there's another part Mm. of my brain that says I don't care Mm. I don't care I'm I'm completely open there is Mm. nothing that anyone could have against me because it's all there I'm not hiding it Oh God, myself no. all from anyone else, mm. you know, and um, and so you know, I I have a little giggle sometimes when I see people talking about authenticity, because it's just not. I mean, it's 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 a great first step, but there's so much further beyond that where you truly just become the truth of who you are, a physical manifestation of all that is which leaves nothing out, which means that you are also exactly the same as everyone else. And whatever traumas you've gone through, someone else has gone through their own version of that. Yes. And so by you being willing to speak of it, it allows others to kind of go, you know what, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that had this happen to me. And I'm not the only one who, as a parent, did this to my children mm. and all of these uh, sorts of things. We're, we're all, it's the human condition. It's the human condition. It's what we came down here to muck around in. And as I say that, I'm seeing a pig in mud, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. But that's what we came to, to experience was all those things. But we're moving mm. to a place in our evolution where we can start to get really honest with ourselves and start to look at what's in there and clean it up so that we can become more than we've ever been before. I mean, that's the whole purpose is to become more than we've been before. Every single one of us and the planet and everything, our systems and everything, and they're all up, thrown up in the air at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. And you know what? It's it's a real paradox, Anne, that, um, I, we, we become at peace with where we are and all that we are to become more because, um, yes. <laughs> you know, it is a paradox really because sure. unless we are able to accept all the bits and pieces and love, all the bits and pieces that we um, have found a reason to reject because it's protection around a trauma or, you know, what have you, a defence mechanism so we don't get to feel it like you, like you mentioned. Um, in the book and we then don't we're not able to really um, embody the greater aspects of ourselves that are already there but to really embody them and feel them and feel that intensity of um, and the expression of light and joy that is already in there exactly and I love that you mentioned that of course that it's already in there and that's the whole premise Mm -hmm. of my book is that Mm -hmm everything that that's stopping you from being that is actually just created from these moments of trauma big or or little trauma because it's all the subjective right Um, and as you release them you just keep being filled up with the light of your beingness and the whole point of I'm content where I am and I'm happy with what I've got in life and yet I want more is that when you become content and happy in your life and you are being your true, authentic, light self, you get to step into the field of infinite possibility, Mm. which means that you get to create from a place of 
I've got all this experience behind me and now I'm ready to create something that's never been created before. Mm. And isn't that exactly what we're trying to do within the world? Yes. And that, that, is, that then brings the whole um, individual uh, as we are, um, let's say acting our bit in the individual process of unity. But anyway, um, you know, that we are all our own individual expression of the all that is in this moment and that we we get to then um, be able to express that in a divine way that's unique to us in that moment and that calls forth on all the experience that we've experienced in our on our journey and we get to experience that about each other and so therefore there's this unity of um, celebration and of everybody else else's uniqueness in the in the whole of who we are which is which is only a little bit a little bit mind-bending but when you when you're actually doing it like we are so I'm loving the expression that you are in this moment and um of the all that is I absolutely love it I'm enjoying it I'm relishing it I'm like a pig in mud I'm I'm celebrating you um I'm able to connect with it inside of myself and accept it and go oh I can totally accept that part of me that I'm seeing in Anne all the parts that are expressing themselves and so so that is real. So I am doing it. So we are doing it, Anne. Like, exactly. and it's hard. Sometimes hard to look at it, like on a big scale. Oh, how's everybody doing that? But it's not that hard. So when you're actually able to connect and embody and hold that frequency that Anne is expressing right this moment, then that is you then also embodying that. So then it becomes a unity principle. Exactly, and that's why I talk about. You know, whatever it is that you want the world to be, you must first become it. Mm. We all hear that expression all the time, be the change you want to see, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much truth in it. And rather than it being a flippant belief that some people have and a nice cute little saying that we can pop out on social media, it's actually a truth. And I talk in the book about it's okay to be selfish when it comes to this. Now, Definitely. of course, you have to already have done a, a bit of your work to be in a place where you can be selfish in the way that we're, I'm talking about. Selfish in the way that you know that whatever you heal within yourself, you are contributing to the healing of everyone else on the planet because we're all one. That's right. And I think that then we, if we double back to what I was saying before about um, intergenerational trauma, um, you just answered the question you said you didn't know the answer to because that, that no, is... No, I know that part of the answer. Oh, good. But I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know further beyond that because mm. I was evidenced, I was shown the evidence that my son had gotten to a certain age and it was too late for, okay. for my healing didn't have that effect on him. Yeah. Ah, uh, because because potentially Although it his... wasn't as big as it would have been yeah. if I had done my healing. I get you, and then that that kind of brings in that whole concept of free will. Like, so yeah, if it gets to a tipping point where people are taking ownership of that imprint for themselves, and maybe they've had a few uh, goes in life where they've done it and they've repeated it or it's embedded or something, then it's their choice, and we can't do it for them. And I think that that's actually that's. That's where we need to step into peace as an individual, like a mom or, and forgiveness um, yes. of ourselves and, and go, okay, 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 did the best I can, but this, this is what's like 
like trickled through and I need to forgive myself and just understand that that is part of their journey. That is they're choosing to do. This lesson needs to be owned by them and worked out by them. And what's interesting as well, just as I sit here, I'm reminded that when we found out that he had bowel cancer three years before he passed, we started doing regular healing sessions because of the healing work that I do. And that was a major theme of it. But he was in denial of that for many years. No, 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 I'm I'm okay with that, Mum. I've got no problem. I've never had a problem with it. I don't. uh, And yet after his passing, it became very clear to me that that was what created this uh, among other things I mean there you know there's the emotional component of it there's a belief component of of it but there's also the physical component of it the way that you then treat your body and what happens uh, the whole thing you know it's not it's not a one thing only it's a culmination of things but yes the healing work that we did was very focused and whether he knew it or not at the time, it was very focused on the collective healing of him and myself around that wounding that I passed on to him. Um, And that was very clear to me. And there also came a time about three weeks out from him, his passing, where it became very, very clear to me that I was to stop doing any healing work on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and then that's that, there's that, that step back, free will, let go, be okay yeah. with where things are, yep. space, yep. giving yourself maybe time to come into peace with that before he passed so that it yes. wasn't an issue exactly. when he passed so much. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, wow. Wow, I like that. Well, and I, it is a bit like that, isn't it, like this dance between the parts of ourselves, like we're yes. all connected, we are the all that is, all of us are the all that, that is, we're all um, we're born perfect and you know there's nothing we need to change we just need to realize get back to realizing that we are absolutely and, the body of body and, of everything yeah and and figuring out what you took on belief mm. emotion unfelt feelings beliefs yeah. thoughts that you took on that are not true mm. the only truth is that you were born perfect and you haven't changed yeah. right anything that covers that up is not a truth exactly so to clean that up through whatever means that you need to do that you know i i fully absolutely completely trust and believe that when we ask it is given the the true law of attraction right which is when we ask every aspect of ourselves in the non-physical comes rushing towards us to do the work with us and to help us yeah and that's the same for healing when we ask it all starts happening and you just need to become aware that you're healing things when you don't even know it it's happening yeah it's happening and it's happening because there are hundreds of thousands of people like yourself and me and everyone else who are doing their inner work and this is why I think it's so so important to become what I sometimes call a peaceful activist Mm, right there's Mm -hmm. no need to go out there and demand that anybody else change yep when you do that within yourself everything outside of you changes to match changing the world already the light that you're becoming Mm, so you know we don't have to be 
I'm not saying that it's wrong to go out and, and protest and things like that, that we need those people as well. Mm. But for many of us who often get maligned by those people as being passive and not doing anything, um, we are doing it. We're just doing it from the inside out and not from the outside in, which is what they're doing. Yeah. And we need both. Yeah, agree. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm very much a peaceful activist. I mean, I'm. I, I showcase discussions where we talk about the hard topics because, especially this season, because I'm I'm feeling like um, the world's ready, more ready for it. So they're tougher, t- tougher topics to talk about. But at the same time, they're just conversations that I'm having with people that I respect that we we can relate or we've got something to learn even more from each other which I love too as part of this journey and I just showcase that and if that's that's my part of my activism I guess you could say yeah, because sure. it's it's being transparent and it's being real and it's bringing attention to things that I feel need to be talked about and liberated in 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 us consciously so um you know for me it's I agree with you I love I love the peaceful activist thing and I mean, I've seen it so many times as a counsellor working with a family of origin issues and seeing one person change and then just that one person changing changes their whole family system and all they did was work on themselves, but their whole family system started changing. And the other thing I want to talk to you about, when you just said that we, when we ask for anything we want, it comes rushing towards us. People don't realise that when you put your order in for what you what you want next or what you feel you're vibrating towards, which I love, what you were talking about, you know, the past and the present, sorry, the past and the future, you know, past is what we're vibrating away from, present is what we're vibrating towards, Um, future is what we're vibrating towards. And and, um, what I um, feel people don't kind of get is that when we feel we're vibrating towards something, what will automatically happen is is if there's anything that is unhealed, it will get present itself. It will get in it. And we'll be just like, hey, it's not what I asked for. I, I asked for a, you know, I don't know, three million in Brisbane, but I'm getting getting <laughs> all these, you know, water damage and da, da, da. okay, but is it is it really what A, what is what your body needs, or is it just what you think you need? Or what's going on? What needs to heal? Exactly. And I and the way that I like to kind of express that. In this moment, <laughs> might change tomorrow. <laughs> but the way that I like to express that is that when you do your inner work in the way that I talk about it in the book and you replace your shadow with the light of your true beingness, you become the embodiment of, well, you become the living law of attraction. Yeah. It's like right? a magnet. Exactly. (laughs) All the things that you're putting out there as things that you want to be experiencing and living and having and the money and this and that, those things don't matter. If you just get this right first, those things will be there for you if that's truly what your heart desires. It it's it's so it's so true. This is why I, you know, I, I came into this work through the law of attraction, but I moved beyond the law of attraction. Many people don't. They just get stuck in that, my life's so shit, I need to have more stuff. 
Yeah, which is that's why true. I let everyone know that I'm a minimalist, right? Yeah, I'm a, minimal, I'm a minimalist too, yeah. very zen person. Because you do, you, you, you mm. lose the need for those things. Mm. Oh, and you definitely. become very happy and comfortable in your own self. Whether you've got people around or not, it's all the same because you know that you're one with all of those things. Mm-hmm. So you become one with all of those things that you desire. And when, you, when you're just living this truly authentic life as your light self, you literally, things just gravitate towards you. If that's what you truly want, if that's what you need in order to fulfill whatever service you're doing here on the planet, it will show up for you. Yeah, but I you agree. can't demand it. You can't demand it. You can't without then having a price to pay, which is often the inner work. Having that come up and slap you on the face, and you get to choose: do you ignore it or do you do you chase your tigers or triggers? Yeah, I like that. Chase your I like triggers, chasing tigers. triggers, right? I do too. And I, I think I think it's different from being addicted to your own misery. You know, like some people just say, I gotta process, I gotta process, I gotta process. <laughs> I think it's a different, I think it's a different reality. I think that when you're you're aware of what you're aware enough of yourself to know when you're denying yourself. Yes. Part of yourself, you know, and you get clearer on that. We all get clearer on that as we go. And when you realize, hey, you know what? I really do feel like I'm meant to be here and I'm not. It's just not like um, there is something in the way. You kind of can feel it. That's, yeah, that's like, yeah, like chasing down those kind of tigers is is very different from I'm just used to being miserable. So I'm just going to keep processing and stay and wallow in my, in my, um, in, in, in the other kind of mud, the poo poo. <laughs> and that's why I talk about responsibility, right? Taking 100% responsibility for what's happening to yourself. If something yeah. shows up, that makes you feel a certain way, then that's the trigger. That's a, I'm going to dive in and find out why I believe some, whatever I'm believing about that or why I think it's impacting me. I'm going to clean that up. And the minute you clean it up, it's easier to clean up the next thing that comes yeah. on because you're no longer, no longer putting the responsibility on someone else. Don't get me wrong. If someone's treating you in a bad way, then that's their responsibility. But there's a part of you that is feeling a certain way about it and that's the responsibility that you need to take. Why do I feel that way about it? Why is it making me behave this way or feel this way or act this way? Yes. They do. That's on them. There's no, you know, I'm not saying that it's not their fault in any way, shape or form. I need to be very clear about that because there are people who will jump in and say, yeah, but they did the thing to me. Yes, they did. Yeah. And what's important to me in that conversation is how did it make you feel? What did it mm. make you think about yourself? That's mm. a negative thing. Yeah. That's what you clean up. Yes. And so then, therefore, the quantum entanglement isn't so enmeshed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Separating things out a little bit, get some perspective. Um, I, I want to share with you something that I haven't shared with anybody except for my husband. And this is, it happened five years ago. And I was just, um, I was just literally reading about it today because I, I, I called up my, you know, my book conversations with Ralph. Since I wrote that book, I've also had ongoing conversations with Ralph in, and I've been preparing them just, just not losing them sort of thing. And so this one's back from five years ago and I was actually reading it this morning and believe it or not, it was actually 
the same week that we're recording this. So it was, it was actually like the Lionsgate week. Oh. And I, I even mentioned it in my, in, my, in my recording. But what I had done, and this is why I think it's really prevalent to what we're talking about, is what I'd done is I'd, I'd gone in to have a conversation with Ralph and I was guided to scan my body for imprints from any intergenerational I can't believe it I want to talk about this with you anyway and then I read this and I'm like oh my god this is like the subject so I did I went and I scanned my body and I didn't have anything so I didn't have any imprints left and I was like oh like yeah five years ago I was like oh what like what yeah I was a bit like really I was in a bit of a head shaking moment and then I was you know just um, shown that just because you can clear all the previous stuff doesn't mean you're not going to have um, experiences that you need to build a, build upon, you know, in this life. And just mean um, it's not coming from an arrogant place, you know. Oh, I'm all healed, and I have nothing left to heal. You know, well, there is no all healed, and that's hmm. because that's part of the human condition. Exactly it's right. To have someone do something to you to make you feel away. And, and then go in and do the cleaning or don't. It's up to you. I'm not saying that everyone has to do this, but it's highly recommended. Oh, yeah, sure <laughs> but is. Well, life yes, certainly gets in easier. Every, in every day, in every moment, there are, there are things that can make us revert back to a belief that we had, that we've transcended, you know, the memories yeah. of it and the, and, the, and the trauma. I mean, that's the story in the book, right, the moment of trauma yeah. that I had when I was eight, that really affected my entire life and my relationships with everybody. <laughs> mm, mm. So, um, so you you live life by the day. That's the human condition: is to to live life. And we will keep having things that we then need to heal from. But, and this is the good news, right? Once you once you've started chasing those triggers and and cleaning them up, it becomes that quick to heal the trigger that's happened today, or even in the moment of it happening, you can heal it because your frequency is aligned with that mm-hmm. and practiced in that. So it yeah. doesn't become a job to do anymore. It just becomes, ah, this is my new human condition. Yeah. And if you've got people trying to fuck with you, like, you know, like manipulate or abuse or confuse, um, gaslight, all those kind of things, like the clearer, like your own vibration is, your own energy is, your own awareness is, your own embodiment of your all that isness is, then that kind of bounces off or you see right through it really quite quickly. Yes. Not maybe not at first, because maybe we're giving people the benefit of the doubt and we, we know we're not coming we do. From kind of, you know, <laughs> cynicism all the time or something, which isn't great for our vibration. But you mm. know, I mean I'm quite a skeptic, you know, I'm quite sort of uh, I'm I'm a bit like you Anne in in that you talk about. So like a bit, oh, uh, you know, you like to question things just to make sure. And I'm a little bit the same because um I, I just like to do a thorough assessment of a situation. However, I'm predominantly a positive person. So if on the face of it, someone's coming across as, you know, a genuine person and then I'm getting a sense of a few red flags and a bit of 
deception, then I'll be in that space of, hmm, let me just hang hang on back here a bit. But what it means is, is that we're less likely to be fucked with because we're more an embodiment of owning our own, our own, all, all it isness. And, um, and, and recognising that if they're yeah. doing that to me, there's a part of me that feels a certain way about myself. So that's what I need to clean up. Correct. Yes. So and, 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 and if, if I'm okay with them uh, trying to fuck with me, because that's what, it's a game. that's what, that, that's what they're doing for their own process of what they need to be figuring out, then I'm that's- less likely to get hooked into or engaged into some kind of drama around that, or, you know, I'm able to step back and go, oh, well, that's their story. You know, let's allow them to walk, you know, see it more like, I think as a, a little bit of a a circus or a little bit of a, you know, uh, watch it like a funny movie kind of thing without laughing at them, laughing along with the audience of all this in this, we've all done this. Recognizing that. Yes, yes, exactly. Recognizing that. Wow. You know, I've I've been there myself and I can appreciate that you're there right now. And so I'm not going to play in that game with you. And it's all exactly as it needs to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to reiterate, after we, we did our podcast last time, I did come off that podcast and a few days, I think it might have been a few days later and I saw somebody, might have even been a week later, it might have been two weeks, I don't even remember. But it, I just saw somebody post, uh, being unfuckable, uh, unfuckwithable, whatever. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's uh, not going to happen. La la la. And I just think that they totally missed the point of what. Like, I don't think it was in relation to what we were talking about. Could have just been that we started. You know how the ripples well, just like, happen. It's kind of a trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, it's not." But I, I think it doesn't mean we're triggerless. It just means that we're able to respond to our triggers with accountability, responsibility. We have total um, control of ourselves, in other total words. control, yeah. As opposed to someone did something to me and I'm going to fight back. Yeah. No, someone did something to me and it made me feel a certain way, so I'm going to take a moment and clean that up within myself. Then I have no need to fight back. Yeah. Except kind of- if there's a need to express yourself or mm-hmm. to um, uh, um, not be passive because... Yeah people take advantage of that yeah yeah and I think it then it comes down to that whole um how much time do I want to invest in the person that has tried to fuck with me and and think and is that it I is it my job exactly them, or is it my job to clean it in me mm. so that they don't feel the need to trigger that within me because yeah. when it's cleaned up in me they're not going to mm. want to trigger it in me because I'm not vibrating do this, you know, and make mm. me feel this way. Mm, exactly. That's not what's coming out of me. So they can't, they don't respond to that. It's an energy thing that they respond to. It is. And, you know, I especially love it when people who have come from a DV background who, um, or, or have gone through a huge traumatic experience with somebody who really did intentionally try to attack, to do all the nasty stuff. I absolutely celebrate them when they like, totally forgive that person for doing what they're doing unconsciously yeah. or whatever it's got nothing to do with who I am who I am is completely separate being and they're able to own their their empower like that's that's for me that's just owning your power to the max times a million being able to yeah. do that no I mean I absolutely agree with you and you know I want to lift people up to that place but also acknowledge at the same time that 
you know, um, yes, there are situations that you can find yourself in that you just can't get yourself out of right now. And that's okay as well. Just keep doing as much inner work as you can on yourself. Um, you know, there's no, there, there is absolutely no shame or blame in anything that I say anymore. It's to do with taking responsibility for what's happening to you, knowing that it's happening for you, but that might be a little too far to go, but taking responsibility for what's happening for you and how it's making you feel, but not taking responsibility for the act that's happening mm. if it's something that is damaging to you. Absolutely. And I just want to reiterate, like for anybody in a DV situation, it's never safe just, just to tell an abuser when you're leaving, how you're leaving. Always have an exit plan. Seek a professional's advice on how to do that safely because we know that the nature of an abuser is they will continue to abuse and fight and escalate, especially after you leave. So I'm talking more from the point of view of when, when we've gotten through all that and we're out the other side and we're feeling safe and we're in our, um, uh, you know, a place of a reflection, we're able to yep, understand the journey, gone through the process and then be able to release yep. any hatred or revenge or antagonism yep. towards. And that takes what, a lot why of that work. It does. A lot of inner work. It does. And and it is it's it's a process so it's it's definitely one of those ones where i i celebrate <laughs> that's why i celebrate it because it's so bloody hard to get there yeah. um and it's that's very true. rare you know and but the more we do that we liberate the i think the abuser within us you know i i, I know for me having yes. come from an abusive background too i just abused the shit out of myself all the time post all that abuse so i really had to reconcile you know, what the hell is this abuser doing to myself um, and to love the part of myself that I hated and to find a way through that to go, gosh, when are you going to be friends with yourself, Michelle? Like when, when am I going to have this feeling of I'm safe with me, yeah. not yeah. let alone other people, right? Oh, that's just, you know, that really touches me because one of the main messages that I share is about, unconditional self-love yes and I mean not that airy fairy self-care and acting like you love yourself but but in here you're beating yourself up and yes. thinking that you're doing things wrong and all of these it's unconditional there are no conditions on self-love and that's actually what all the inner work allows you to do is to clean up those bits of you that you don't like so that you can like yourself and then start to build that unconditional love, knowing that you were born perfect, you haven't changed yet. How could you not love that? You're like a newborn babe still. Mm, mm. You are innocent, a being of light. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. heart opening, right? It totally is. Um, I, I love one of my favourite parts of that process of cleaning up the parts of ourselves is finding what is like having it like literally going in and having a conversation with that part of myself and saying, what is your specific gift to me? Oh. Because we don't, we don't look at their gifts. We just go, get away from me. Stop. I hate you. Oh, ah. yeah. um, <laughs> but then when you acknowledge that they have a purpose, they have, they have a gift for you. There must be something unique to them. That part of the all that is coming back to you and when I and I never know what they're going to say I, I I have no clue 
I just go in innocently. I think that's the best way to do it and just be open for anything. And the gift that they usually are, are there for is something completely outside the scope of me, my imagination, that they just yes. have something very deep. And that's why I can't see it. That's why they're in the shadow aspect. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then when I allow myself to reclaim that gift, that's then this bridge. It, that's the that's the that's what you're talking about the unconditional self-love isn't it it's yes. that bridge that we that we we literally connect heart to heart thank you for the gift i'm receiving it boom and then there's this integration we become more, of, right? we become more we become more yes. whole we're Correct. all walking around half of ourselves quarter of ourselves 10 percent of ourselves yeah and every time as you say every time we accept those aspects of us that we don't like and we bring them in and start to love them, we become more whole. We do. And 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 without that gift, I'm what is it? Like if I haven't accepted it, then I'm not as whole, right? I'm 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 with I'm literally withholding a part away from myself that I didn't even know is waiting to give me something. So well, and it, the interesting thing about that when it comes to the law of attraction is that we say you ask and it is given. Everyone out there believes that, right? But they don't know it. They believe it, but they don't truly know it as truth. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. When you ask, it is given. And it's up to you to then receive the gift that's given. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's a different, it's a, it's there's a, there's an embodiment process when you receive a gift. Yes. Um, and whether it's the gift of, knowledge that they've got something they want to say to you whether it's the gift of um you know some kind of quality that that you're rejecting in yourself that you don't feel worthy of whether whether it's um an energetic gift of of something that they want to send you that you need to kind of just soak up whatever it is it's still on some level we're embodying it and then that makes us more whole and it reminds me of what I used to hate about myself because I was judged for it and shamed for it all the time. The fact that I was lazy, right? Not that mm -hmm. I'm lazy. I'm not lazy, but that's what I was shamed for. I, you know, as a teenager, I'd stay in bed all day. My father would throw water on me to get me out of bed. <laughs> so it became this, this thing and mm -hmm. is lazy. Mm -hmm. And I hated that about myself. And I always thought that about myself and then when I actually accepted that of myself, I realised the gift in it, which is that, in fact, it's part of my purpose to be in this peaceful frequency. So that means stillness, which can appear to be laziness. And these, you know, and, and also my gift of channeling and connecting. And I spend hours lying in bed, but I'm not being lazy. I'm having conversations with those parts of me that know more than I do to receive that knowledge. So yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about. It was this horrible thing that I hated mm. and everyone blamed and shamed me for. And now it is, I know a gift that I have this ability to shut off from the real world and withdraw myself, which looks to other people like I'm being lazy or any number of things, right, being shy or being this or being that, and yet it's a gift. Oh, what a gift it is. Wow, yeah. I love that. I love, I love lying in bed for hours too, Anne. 
because well, I mean, I'm it's, it's my mo- it, honestly it can be my most active time to be honest like in in receiving that's where I do best most of my messages and stuff comes through like first thing in the morning I'm lying in bed boom 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 it all yep, just comes exactly. through and I'm not you doing know, anything for that's it. a great thing <laughs> a, there's a name for it and mm. it's I've got a meme posted on my Facebook it's called Herkel Durkel in some in some country you know that's what they call it so I was like oh my god I'm a Herkle Durkler (laughs) where Herkle Durkle is I don't don't know if that's exactly the word but it's there's a meme on my Facebook so I love it I'll have have a look look, but it's something (laughs) like that right and I was just like I'm owning that love that and of course I shared it and I think it's had around I I think it's 700 or something. People have shared it on from oh. it. wasn't even mine, but because I shared it. So this is how many people do that thing that we've all been told is lazy. Yeah, amazing. Right? Yep. <laughs> so fabulous. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, um, I'm super excited and thank you so much for uh, joining me uh, for the another wonderful conversation that you know talks about how we can reclaim our all that isness and um and become unfuckwithable and totally um align with our trueness of who we authentically really are <laughs> and um for those of you who would like to grab a copy of Anne's book it's going to be out on the 21st of September which is International Peace Day which is cool which is super exciting in and of itself and I guess it's going to be everywhere um Anne just let me know the socials if you need to now so that people can grab it yeah absolutely so Facebook of course I'm Anne Alexson on Facebook um and I've also got if anybody before the 21st of September there's a VIP book launch group where I'm sharing behind the scenes and and um, and some little bits and pieces about the book and the experience of writing and all of that. So if you feel to, come and join me there. But, yes, it will be all over my social media. That's the plan. Yeah, and I'm awesome. doing a Facebook Live. Uh, I'm doing a, actually a Zoom. So if you're interested in coming and joining me for that um, at the launch time, but also in the weeks leading up to, I'm doing one of those every week. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And such a gift um, for anybody who's interested, who wants to connect with uh, Anne. And just just so that you know that that Anne's name is A-N-N-E for Anne, and then Alexon is A-L-E-C-K-S-O-N. Correct? Perfect. Thank you. Yes. I just like, <laughs> I like people to know just in case you're listening and you, you haven't visually seen yes. Anne's name and the book is called Mind Your Own Vib- Vibration, Becoming Unfuckwithable and it's out on the be 21st unfuckwithable. of... Oh, be, be, my apologies. Mind Your Own Vibration, Be Unfuckwithable. Love that. Love that. Maybe Can that's what we should call this. Funny little thing just to end. Yes, please. Every now and then I'll be having a conversation with someone and they will call the book or they'll, they will say the word unfuckable instead of unfuckwithable. Yes. Every single time it makes me laugh because no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing here. No. It's <laughs> so strong in your inner peace that nothing and no one can take that away from you ever again. That's, that's the truth, sister. Um, I'm 
here in you and I'm feeling it and I'm embodying it and I'm wishing it for the whole planet every single one of you listening thank you so much for joining us we we want you to feel it too so join join in and um and celebrate becoming unfuckwithable being unfuckwithable all right lots of love to you and thank you again for joining me today thank you so much I really appreciate it